The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. I've been asked, how do I keep my home current in any time so I can be ready to go when I'm ready to make a move or just because it feels good? I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Leah Dixon. And we're excited to welcome you to another episode of The Inside Track, where we share ideas, techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone, so we can turn our house into home where our families thrive and we get to live the best life possible. So some of the things that you can do are going to be really inexpensive, and some of them are going to blow the budget. So on today's show, we're going to go over some of these inexpensive things that you can do for the the 2020 vision of your home so it can remain current. And paint, paint, paint is our first answer. Number one, it's kind of like if you often heard what's important about real estate. Like, what do I have to consider when I want to buy a home? What's like the three most important things? And the answer is location location, and location. And so this is exactly the same. If we're thinking about what are those best, the very best three things we can do to get our home ready so it always stays current, it's paint, paint, and paint. Now, having said that, you will want to consider who is going to paint. Huh. Have you ever walked into a house? Because I sure have. And they said, I just had it painted. It's done and it's beautiful. And you take a peek around because they're asking you to. Not as a realtor, just as a person visiting. Even me, just as a person visiting. And I take a look, Leah. And what do you see? I see some paint on the ceiling. Yeah. And then I see some paint on the hardwood floor or the carpet or what should be on the baseboard is on the wall. And so the who is really important when we're talking about this inexpensive thing. So it's really inexpensive to go buy a gallon of paint. That's like as inexpensive as it gets, except if you have to have somebody back in to repaint it because you're not meant to, like I'm not meant to be a painter. Artists maybe play around with pastels or play around with oils. but And when it comes to actually doing it on the walls, yeah, no, no. So having a paint party isn't always a great idea, is it? <laughs> We've done some. Yeah, I can remember one we did that Ken, it was for Candace actually, after she bought her first home when she was 20 years old, she said, I'm ready because I do not want to be paying rent at home. Have you charged your kids rent? Well, we did. And what it created was them to say, bye-bye, I'm going to invest in real estate. Not a bad idea. It's a great idea. So for her 20th birthday, she bought her first house and it needed painting. It was just tired. There was nothing terribly wrong, but it wasn't trendy. It wasn't a 20-year-old's house. So she decided to have a paint party because she didn't have money to paint and she was not a good painter herself. She's gotten a little bit better over the years. Um, and so she had a paint party. And Ken 
is actually a really good painter. He's meticulous. He's detailed. He does very good edging at the ceiling. And so he got coat one done in a particular room. And then he walked out of the room or had to head. I think he had to head and couldn't stay. So somebody at the paint party said, I do it for you. And he came back and he cried. Oh, no. Because that person shouldn't. She always painted her own homes, but she shouldn't have been painting Candace's. So it really is important, the quality of the finish, right? The the fit and finish. What else is important when we're talking paint? The color. Oh. Yes. So the color is very important. So yes. what's important now? What's kind of the in thing currently? Well, for a while it was gray, but apparently beige is coming back into style. Which is wild because it was beige, beige, beige. Exactly. And then it was grayish. A grayish was huge, yes, yeah. which was a beige with a gray. Exactly, which is really a beautiful color. And anything neutral is usually a, a good choice, right? Uh, though apparently black is the new neutral, which is wild. <laughs> I say red is neutral, and nobody agrees with me. However, I did decide about a year ago red is my neutral. So I'm not suggesting you paint it on your walls. It's not on my walls. I think it's a great neutral to accent with. Oh, I used will- red. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Yes, we, it, we yeah. painted one room gray with a red accent wall, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It is. Yeah. And if you're keeping it current for market, you may say, eh, that's a little over the top. Absolutely. Right? Like when we're living. So the amazing thing with paint is if you're living in the space, do as you will. Do as you please. It's just if you're looking to keep it kind of trendy or in vogue, then right now we're going to beiges. We're going to actually like a navel blue and even a teal. Really? Yeah. That seems to be where it's headed. And the dusty roses, they've been gone for a long time. But the dusty roses and the seafoam greens and the pastels apparently are not so much. Even that beautiful yellow, the goldenrod that was so big, the sort of burnt orange or a burnt brown. Those are not current. Right. In, well, and here's a little bit of a disclaimer. We're talking Ottawa. So how does that change things? Well, in California, there may be very different. In a hot, sunny climate, it may be very different as to what's currently trendy. Right. I think there's some themes that carry across. And we're talking real estate Ottawa because that's what we know best. Right. Right. So our experience and our research is based primarily Ottawa and area within an hour and a half here. Um, So what about ceilings, painting my ceilings? Well, if you have those popcorn ceilings, oftentimes you want to take that down, add a little bit of water and sand them down and and get some nice white paint up on your ceiling. Um, If your popcorn ceiling has been painted, that's a different story. That's a big honking deal. Yes, yes. Then it makes it a little bit difficult to be taking that popcorn ceiling down. Right. So your trick is grab a bottle with a spray bottle with water. And in a corner that's kind of inconspicuous, maybe in a, in a closet where you can actually access a little bit of the popcorn, as long as the color of the closet ceiling is the same as the color in the room. Because if you ever notice, sometimes ceilings in closets or closets themselves don't get painted. The closet's still dusty rose, but the room is a nice grayish. Yeah, that yes. could happen too. And so I would just make sure that 
where you're testing is an area that looks the same as the rest of the room. And put a little bit of water on the ceiling, take a putty knife and scrape. If it doesn't easily, after a couple of minutes of being wet, fall off kind of onto the floor, then you'll know the ceiling has been painted. So there your options are, yeah, you could sand it. You're going to want to wear some masks. You're probably going to want everybody else to move out and recognize you're going to be there for a long time. Or you can re-drywall the ceiling. You are going to have to, even if you scrape it down, you're going to have to do a fair bit of mudding and cleaning up. Adding some pot lights in that case looks really good because now you're making it very contemporary. Right. Right? Yeah. And it is a very big job. I did tackle it in my last home, and uh, it took a lot longer than what you would expect it to. Right. And yet it's a great way to make you look current, feel current, and your house stay on track. So I didn't know how to paint. I didn't even know what to paint. I just knew I had to paint. Now, what about hard surfaces in terms of keeping my home current? We're the Decker team, and we've created access to you, for you really, not to you. Well, maybe it's to you and for you, of over 403 Inside Track episodes that are on our Decker team YouTube channel, where you get real estate insights, insider tips, how to make house home, growing wealth, and just in general, anything to do with making the most of your home and thriving in it, because we want to thrive both at life and in our home and even in business. So that is our intention, our focus, and we love that we get to do that with you. So hard surfaces can be a little more expensive than some paint, and yet hard surfaces are pretty important right after the word paint, paint, and paint. They can make a huge difference. One of the first things I look at in, when I walk into a home is the floor, right? And um, so you want to make sure that the flooring is is fairly current. And how would we do that, Yetta? What sort of flooring is in right now? Well, hardwood. Hardwood has been in. Well, when I was a kid, it was in. It's still in. Now, in terms of what type of hardwood, oak is kind of timeless. Maple has come and gone. And is rather timeless though as well. When you're going to the cherries and the more exotic woods, they can they really need to suit the house. You don't have to upgrade everything to the most current trendy hardwood. Laminate, laminate, um, it's kind of like paneling of the 70s. It doesn't hold up all that well. Now a higher end laminate and engineered floor, that's a different conversation. They can be really beautiful. They're wide plank. There's still some trending to the wide. The narrow was all the gig in the 70s, 60s. And now we tend to be a little bit wider. But you can still, hardwood is hardwood. Right. And hardwood, now parquet is hardwood too. And I'm going to caution you if you're thinking, what do I want to put in? Hard Parquet has come and gone and mostly come for a little while and then gone mostly. So I would stick with the strip flooring. The longer boards are nicer than all short little pieces. So a combination of long and short gives a more natural look. Um, if you're doing a lower level, or it depends on the price point of home, you might go more rustic. If you're doing a log cabin, your pine may be great. You just have to think about how soft that is. So pine is with caution because you can only sand it so often. Especially if you have dogs. Oh, the even hard, 
Yeah, the condition of the hardwood is is also very important. When I moved into my house, the hardwood was absolutely beautiful. I remember it was pristine. Yes. And I saw it the other day. Oh, yes. So we had a large dog and it's no longer pristine. So if we were to sell our house, one of the things we would do is sand down the hardwood and make sure that it's back to its nice gleaming condition again. It's important. Absolutely. And I actually have had clients that said, oh, it's too much. I, I have my kids. I have my pets. Well, maybe I don't even have a dog anymore, but I, so, or I could put the dog with my parents for a little while so that the floor wouldn't get scratched again, because if it's going to scratch the floor, it's going to scratch the floor. So there's no point in doing it really, except curb appeal or visual appearance guess curb appeals more outside. But inside, that first impression is also really important. And so if you walk in and see hard, scratched up hardwood, what do you automatically think? Well, what my clients tell me is I now have to pay for hardwood throughout the whole house. And I need to rip it out and I need to put a new one in. Even if that's not actually the case, because most of the time, if you have real hardwood, not laminate and engineered, you might be able to finish once, but not very often. Um, if it's a good, nice, thick hardwood and it's not been refinished, you've got several sandings there. It can be done well. You can even change the color because the color has changed as well. Right. Right. Colors have gone from what was popular as far as the, the colors. Art. Well, the more red, warm tones were very popular at one point, and now we're more into the, the cooler tones. Right. And yeah. gray was popular at one point, and that's not so much. Pink right. was even popular at yeah. one point, right? <laughs> and now it's the cooler tones, whether light or dark. Mm -hmm. And so that's a way to keep your home current and fresh is by changing the color. Right. Just sand it down. Just watch. Pull up a register. The best trick ever is well it's maybe not the best trick ever but it's a good trick pull up at a register and look to see how thick the hardwood is to determine whether or not it can be refinished again because even if it's a 50 year old house and it's got the thin um the narrow strips of hardwood if it's it may not have been refinished or it may have been refinished once and so you still have lots of life or it could be a more recent hardwood that there's been dogs every time it's changed owners and they've sanded it down each time and it's already worn out. Right. You don't really know. So this client said, I don't, I can't do it. It's too much. And I they said, we'll pay for it. But after we move out, I said, okay, not my recommendation. I know it's disruptive. Boy, oh boy, it's disruptive. And yet, it is that visual appeal that either excites people. And when they think refinishing, they don't think refinishing, they think replacing. So they're thinking 10,000, 15,000, right? Right. And that comes into play when they're deciding what they're willing to pay for that home. Right. Whereas it might only cost you 4,000 because it's just a sand and a refinish. Depends on how much space we're talking about. Right. But it's certainly much less. And we've got great people that we work with all the time that we can introduce you to. We've done it in our own home. If you're looking at the hardwood kind of behind me, I think you can see a little bit of it if you're watching on the YouTube channel rather than listening on the radio right now. And if you're driving, please don't turn on YouTube. Keep listening. And then when you're at quiet sitting somewhere, maybe watch the YouTube. Um, but it's a brown, 
cool toned floor that used to be a red floor, similar to the kitchen cabinets that you kind of see behind me on the other corner. Right. And so there was all this redding. So we thought uh, red's not really the color we want in our kitchen, but the cost of redoing an entire kitchen was exorbitant. So we thought, what can we do that will make it a little more trendy? And we put the brown hardwood and just had them refinish it. It's a perfect solution. It is. And in fact, there was even, so this is great with hardwood. If you have finished on site, even if there's some floor missing, because there used to be a huge mantle back there, we actually had hole in, there was no hardwood underneath it. So we had the um, hearth and all that taken out. But because it's a traditional wood, if it's a maple or an oak or even a cherry, you can get a match and have them install sand and finish. So you can even move walls. I never would have guessed looking at your floor that you had a part that was added to it. It looks all original. Every room on the main level, we tore out walls. And so it's kind of neat that that's possible. So really be thinking about... For the purpose of updating, if you're going to refinish, don't refinish too early and consider doing the hard work of getting it refinished if it needs it. Right. Right? Makes a big difference. It really does. And maybe a way to do it is choose a project a year because it seems overwhelming. It does. Right. Whether we're talking paneling on the walls being changed to paint because it totally changes the value of home or at least painting the paneling, but ideally taking the paneling down and putting up drywall. Right. And if you've got lath and plaster still, unless it's charming century home, I would strongly encourage get that down and put some drywall up. Right? Right. Because it looks so much better. So I just encourage you, if you have questions and you're thinking, wow, that was a lot of information delivered real, real fast, and I still have six more questions, give us a call and we will help you navigate that. Because at the Decker team, we're passionate about moving forward together with you and helping you thrive. So what about accessorizing? Kind of like a necklace or a pocket square would be accessorizing. What do I do to accessorize in my home? So we're excited that at the Decker team, we've been able to for over 30 years. I know I'm only 34. So how is it possible? We've been able to um, not only help you with selling and buying and investing in real estate, we've had the privilege and the honor of coming alongside you and making wise wealth decisions, making our house home, building um, wealth, not only through real estate, but just by good decisions and evening, even strengthening, healing and flourishing in our relationships. 30 years of building life and home together. So cool. And so like accessorizing in ourselves, whether a nice pocket square that makes my suit really look good, well, not mine, maybe Ken's, or a beautiful necklace that makes my dress or the neckline of the dress really stand out. Accessorizing in a home does exactly the same thing. So, Yetta, what sort of accessories are outdated or what sort of accessories would make your home seem more current? Okay, so outdated, one of the big accessories, and I know it's a thing that stays with the house and I would still call it an accessory, is lighting. Lighting styles. If you ever walked into a house, if it was in the 90s or even around 2000, it was all the deal and you went, woohoo, 
they've got those beautiful Hollywood lights around my mirror above them and beside them. And it's beautiful. And it's brass. That was probably more the 90s. And yet now if you see those, you're going, seriously? <laughs> Can we not shift that out to something a little more neutral or, or even a little more contemporary? Right. Right? Because the blacks are still in in lighting fixtures. The pewters are still in. Um, not so much the white. There was a season where we even had white or solid black painted chandeliers and stuff. Yeah, not so much today. Probably the most popular lighting today in so many rooms, in kitchens and family rooms, even living rooms, even dining rooms, is and fam like lower level family rooms, rec rooms, games rooms, theater rooms. Oh my goodness, most rooms <laughs> would be um, pot lights. It's amazing how much the lighting can change the whole feel of the room, the whole look of the room. And you're right. If, if you have current pot lights in there, it, it changes everything. And even though you don't notice it, if you walk into a room and say, wow, that's a beautiful room, you may not notice the lighting, but it really does change the whole feel of the room. And that's the gig with accessories. You don't always even see the accessory. Right. Like you might not even notice it's there. You just notice it's an inviting, comfortable feeling, whether it's the light or whether it's the things that go with the people. Right. When they move out. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, we had clients that actually paid significantly, like 30% less than the assessed value on a home. And in this market, you're saying, how is that possible? And we kind of said the same thing. And here's why. The house was solid bones, great quality house, like fabulous. Like we knew before we even did the building inspection, this was a solid, fabulous, wonderful house. They hadn't just made it pretty for resale because it didn't look so pretty. And it saved our clients 35% less than the assessed value, even in a hot market, which is fantastic. Some of those accessories that kind of made that impression was lace doilies, was curio cabinets, was little tiny, uh, tiny, they're not necessarily that little, but all kinds of little glass figurines and colored glass and things that were very much the um, things we would add into our home, the accessories we would add in decades gone by. Right. Not so much today. Now it's larger pieces, fewer pieces, wood and stone and more natural pieces. Shells are even becoming and have been for a long time now one of the accessories, given the room, more bathrooms and bedrooms mm -hmm. and that kind of place. So just really be thinking about if it's for you, then have whatever you want. Like love your home, enjoy your home, experience it with all the lace doilies that you want all the nice um, runners running across your tables and in your counters and wherever you would like to have those. Have hearts, you know, accessorized with brass and candles and whatever is beautiful to you. I say go for it. I do it in rooms when right. I'm not on the market. And then when I'm ready to kind of bring myself up to current, I think about that I'm going to keep 10% of what's probably there. I think simplicity is the key. 
So it's it's very difficult for somebody to walk into a house that is full of stuff. You have things everywhere, all kinds of accessories, furniture, pictures, doilies, everything everywhere. It's it's more difficult to imagine your own furniture in that room and imagine yourself living in that home. Whereas if it was more simple and up to date, you can easily picture yourself in there with your own furnishings. So true, right? Right. And even artwork, accessorizing with artwork is hugely important. We used to have more um, groupings or collages of little pieces or even just one little piece on a big wall or a medium piece on a big wall. Now it tends to be for the most part, unless it's kind of a, a themed wall where there's a like look to it, we're for bigger pieces, bigger, more simplistic pieces. And it just opens up the room. Right. It seems strange that you put something big on the wall Mm -hmm. and you make it a bigger space or feel like a bigger space. Yeah. Except that's what happens. Yeah. It seems counterintuitive. It really does. So that would be one great thing to be able to do. And then choose a color theme as you're accessorizing. Right. Rather than a different color in every room. And not that you can't have a couple in different parts of the house, but kind of like the carpet in the 1980s, late 80s, the whole thing that we did was we paid an upgrade charge so we could have a different color carpet in each room. I remember yeah. doing that in a house, a custom <laughs> home house I had built. And now we say, yeah, minimize the number of floors. Minimize the number of colors that you throw in as extra accents. So choose a favorite. And they're actually all kind of good. I mean, maybe not burnt orange today, maybe not dusty rose today, but really you can choose almost any color, especially in the cool tones, that can be an accessory color and just run with one primarily through your house and then have various shades of it. Right. And that doesn't seem to throw people off. Even if it's not their color. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Consistency is good. Consistency is essential when you're accessorizing. Right. Right? Yeah. What else would you say, Leah, is like that tip that we want to make sure people do not forget as they're thinking about accessorizing? That they don't want to forget. Yeah. They want to remember to do, to implement in their house. Other than simplicity? Yes. Simplicity <laughs> is number one, right? Absolutely. A general color theme is number two, we'll say. Right. And what would be a third, like, this is important and we might not intuitively think of it, kind of like the large artwork. Right. So as far as, I- I'm not sure what you're asking. So what have we just said decorating, keep it simple. And if you're not sure what you're looking for, then maybe leave it alone or pick up the phone. That's a great tip. Pick up the phone and ask us, send us a picture. And when you're sending pictures, sometimes people say, what about this color? What about that color? And yet if the color is not true, we can't really help. So just make sure when you're sending the pictures that you can actually see what it is you are sending. Thanks for joining us on the Inside Track. We are grateful to be your partners in moving forward together because you get together, you know we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.